Hello and welcome to the Becoming Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Anne Fancy. This podcast was born out of the intent to continue conversations off the yoga mat and into the world because so much of what we do in life is challenging and creates a whole lot of discomfort and so much of it is asking us to elevate, to rise up. And I wanted to find space to continue these conversations that we can all be a part of in our own process of unraveling who the world has told us to be and becoming a more true and honest version of ourselves. And even more so in simply acknowledging what it feels like to continue to wake up, to be more wakeful in this beautiful experience we call life, perhaps even this brutal experience we call life. I'm so grateful for you being here. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it widely. Please rate and review us and subscribe. I appreciate you. Let's get to today's episode. Hello, welcome to episode 21. Today I interview Wendy Luzak, who is the creator of Detroit's Um, original doggy daycare, Doggy in the Window. She is a powerhouse. She's a force. She is a big personality. And I was really curious at what led her to the path to create this kind of space. And um, I I wanted to know more. So this conversation is um, kind of all over the place, a little bit about her history and how she got here, how she grew into this, and her ability to look back and see how she built this life that she now has, but not necessarily from that really clear path and knowing that some people end up on. Hers was more of a stumbling journey towards what she now is doing. And within that is held her spirituality, which she really creates for her a sense of connection. So spirituality in her world is more about connections. She's a connector. She loves spending time with her tribe and recognizing that. Wendy is also super open about the path of growth in her business, what it is to be an entrepreneur, and working with a team of really millennials when she isn't one herself, and what that's looked like for her, and what kind of space she works to create for her employees, what the expectations are there, and how that's all kind of come to be. Um, So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Of course, I want to remind you of a couple of things that are coming up. Um, Number one, I am teaching now um, at Yoga Fast, which is in... um, Northern Michigan, outside of Vanderbilt, and that is the end of July, the last weekend in July, so I would love to see you there. It's very campy, and uh, looks like a really family-friendly experience, so I'm excited to do that. I'm also teaching at the Barefoot and Free Festival, which is in um, the third week in August, so check out for details for that at barefootandfree.com, and if you want to go, put in the promo Anne with all caps, and I'd love to see you there. And lastly, of course, um, my retreat, which is also in northern Michigan, just outside of Frankfurt, overlooking the gorgeous and expansive Lake Michigan. It's going to be an awesome weekend. I've got a house booked and I'm booking another one because we filled that one up so quickly and I would love to spend that time with you. So if you're interested, go to annfancy.com backslash, not backsplash, (laughs) retreat and, uh, and hit me up for some details on that. The last thing I want to tell you about is that we are tightening up details for an event at Somerset Mall on June 30th. Um, It is to highlight mental health awareness and support in the LGBT community as well as overall mental health. 
Uh, so this will be an event collaborating with Citizen Yoga, Lululemon, um, Michael Collins, who's at Blue Yoga in Birmingham, and I will be co-teaching that class. And we will be collecting donations for the Ruth Ellis organization in Detroit, which helps to serve uh, homeless and underserved uh, gay LGBT QIA community. So this is going to be a really great event. I hope you can make it out. Um, It'll be Sunday, June 30th, and more details to come. I'll post those in all the appropriate places. Thanks again for listening, and always please share. Share with anyone you think could connect with this, and I hope to just continue these conversations, and I hope that they're inspiring, uplifting, um, and uh, relatable to you. So thank you for being here. All right. Yeah. Hi, guys. I am here today with Wendy Luzak. She is the owner of Doggy in the Window, where I have been sending my dogs um, for years and years um, after she convinced me to bring my dog, who is uh, not the friendliest, I thought, with other dogs, but she did awesome here. Anyway, point being, here she is, and she's created um, really a movement, I feel like, in this area in local Metro Detroit of um, doggy daycare. You, you're you're T-shirts say you were the original, right? It does. It yeah. does. Yeah. So um, I want to tell you know her story, how she got here, but also she's a really a powerhouse of a human being. You might call her a ball buster. <laughs> I don't know. You know, she's a tough woman, and um, and also a yogi and a friend. And I just thought it would be an interesting story to hear. So yeah. welcome. Thank you. Thanks I'm for happy doing that this. you're here. I'm happy to be here. Here there with all be, the dogs. Yes. There and Rosie. Be, there might be a dog lick here and there. Um, so uh, have you always loved dogs? Yes. Your whole always, life? Always, always. Did you we grow up with dogs? dogs? Grew up with dogs. I We always had dogs in the house, mm-hmm. um, dogs and cats. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know, we were the type of family. There's um, four girls, mm-hmm. mom and dad, and we always had a dog, which was a basset hound. Okay. Always a basset hound? Um, yes. Or okay. a beagle type dog or... And um, so went to school smelling like a hound, yeah, which was fine. <laughs> no, Dad didn't mind that with his daughters going to school smelling like a hound. Yeah, and um, we always had cats. We each, we had about four cats. Okay, and then we would hide the cats in the bedroom Cute. until they got a little bit bigger, and then Mom let us bring them out. Oh my gosh. And then Dad fell in love. Ah, oh, there's another one, Aida. There's another one. Oh so my gosh. he would say to my mom, "There's another one. I see another one. Where did that one come from?" Oh my. So we would put the litter boxes in our bedrooms. And eventually we brought them out, introduced them to dad, and then they became part of the family. Oh my so, God, that's so always cute. had always had cats and dogs. So your mom was an animal lover then yes, too. Yes. And she and still really, is. Yeah. And still is. She has a dog that she brings every day, pretty much, Phoebe. Cute. Um, who she got. And she has um, about three or four cats. Got and it. she rescues them. Good for and her. same with my, my sisters. They all have cats and dogs. I have one sister that has three dogs in her house and I think maybe three cats. Yeah. And yeah, I'm in they, good company. Then yeah, yeah. they they love it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, how did you get? What what did you? What was your childhood like? Then you had four. There's four of you. There's, so there's four sisters. of us. Yes. yes, we grew up in um, Oak Park. Okay. Um, all went to Oak Park schools, Oak Park High School, mm-hmm. and um, just my mom and dad were very much involved in the community, mm-hmm. and um, my mom was always involved. My dad was always involved in. Um, in the parks and recreation aspect of it, and um, yeah, we just normal. It was, a, it was a normal. Yeah, it was. A, it was a lot of fun. We played in the street. Yeah, and then when the lights came on in the street, it was time for us to come in. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't cell phones. No, it I was know. us playing with our neighbors out in the streets. Yeah, in Oak Park, and we'd play softball in the streets, and um, all the dogs again would be running around and. 
we actually had a dog that used to run away all the time, Sammy, and we became very good friends with the dog catcher oh, no. who would bring Sammy back. Oh, no. Well, hounds in general are not known for obedience of staying. No, right. no. So that was always fun. And yeah. um, no, we grew up with with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know. What was the dynamics like of four girls? I mean, it was it was fun. Yeah. It was it was testing at times, yeah. you know, and um but it's it 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 was we all got along, but then we all fight and then we 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 fought and then we made up yeah. and which made it even better. You're still all close now? We are now, actually. They all work here with me. All of them. All of them. Um, they all have a part of it now, yeah. which is kind of nice. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, Lisa's here um, full-time, Jennifer's here full-time, and Susie does more or less behind the scenes. She does the um, the payroll and um, things like that, so she'll come in and do that. And it's, it's kind of nice because it, our lives get so busy, mm-hmm. so we know we're always going to see each other at work. Yeah, yeah, it's really a beautiful thing. I yeah. mean, and that you can um, get along well enough and you know each other... In yeah. and out at this point, yeah. right? Where are and you in the order of kids? I am third. Third, okay. So it's um, Susie, Lisa, myself, and then Jennifer's the baby. Yeah. And, um, you know, listen, we're family, so we can walk away from each other <laughs> if we have to, and we can um, embrace each other when we want to as yeah. well, which is a good thing. If you ever call over here, you it took me a while to start to recognize the voices, because I, I always know. thought I was talking to you, yes. and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yes. yes, you sound remarkably. We do. We, yeah. do. we sound alike, yeah. and that's, so um, that's a good thing. That's a really beautiful thing. So let's yeah. talk about how you got here. What did you do before Doggy in the Window? So what happened was, how I got into the animal business was I ended up, um, I was in the medical field, mm-hmm. and um, I think my sisters were as well. We all kind of got involved in the administration part, and I was at Sinai Hospital, mm-hmm. and um, there was a gentleman that I had um, met who was an animal behaviorist, mm-hmm. and um, he was looking for somebody to run his business. Okay. And um, I thought, how am I going to do that? I've been out of, I haven't worked in the medical field. I've had animals of my own. Yeah. But how am I going to run his animal business? Because it was for somebody to run his his business Mm -hmm. or for the, the article said um, when I saw it and when he talked to me about it was somebody for the hub position. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm working in an area of OBGYN and administration at um, Sinai Hospital Mm -hmm. with the residency program. How am I going to do this? Yeah. And um, I just, I did it. I took a leap of faith and I met with him and I um, decided to make the leap of taking on something I didn't even know mm-hmm. that was going to work out or what what I was even doing. So let's talk about leaping because I think that's a huge piece for so many people. Um, I, I love this idea of purpose, but um, I think that purpose isn't always um, as obvious as it is even for you and I, but that it's in these like small leaps or these just moments that you choose um, maybe the less obvious choice, right? And so what did that feel like? What, how did you have the courage to do that? And it was took it a, a lot of thing? It was, took a lot of talking to my girlfriends, which, you know, yeah. I needed to say, can I do this? Or mm-hmm. one of my sisters or yeah. all of them for that. Yeah. And just, I'm nervous. What should I do? You need that. Sometimes you need that push. Yep. Sometimes you have to talk to those certain people that will push you mm-hmm. in that direction and not have you stay in your comfort zone. Yeah. Okay? Because being in your comfort zone is still okay. Sure. But 
to leave that comfort zone was scary. Mm-hmm. You know, I took a pay cut. Yeah. Um, working in animals, it's not, it wasn't a big money thing. Sure. But at the time, I was, I was going to be getting married, mm-hmm. and I, I was putting that into perspective. And, um, you know, I wanted to start a family in the future. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was, I just, I was ready for a change. Mm-hmm. But I just needed that push to do it. Yeah. So counting on friends and family mm-hmm. to help me, guide me along the way, I did it. And I'm glad I did. Because working for um, the company that I worked for, um, they taught me a lot. Sure. And um, it was very different. They just did, uh, not just, but they did boarding and training. They didn't do daycare. Okay. And um, so I learned a lot about the animals, and I learned a lot about... um, The administration part of it, the checking the dogs in, the looking, you know, the how to look the dogs over, how to find the way that they are and how to assess their behavior and exactly and to really be a pack leader, I guess. Yes, that's that's basically what it is. Yeah, is the pack leader, and it's funny because not only me am I the pack leader now, yeah, but I have many pack leaders here, yeah, and that's what I like. Yeah, I love to see many pack leaders and not just myself. Sure, because I want to duplicate. You know, mm-hmm. um, me being a pack leader to others being pack leaders because I want them to, to, to do as well as what I've done. Yeah. So, um, so that's what we have here. So basically, I learned the trade, and then um, at the time, um, there was a conversation of maybe possibly us taking over that business. Okay. Of the company you I worked husband. for, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, we chose. We things just went in a different direction where. Um, we decided not to go that route, but maybe start our own. Yeah, and so you did. So tell so us. So we did. So I started in my house. I had just had a baby. I just had Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually, I had, um, I had, I had, I just had Charlotte. So I was on maternity. Then I went back um, to work for the gentleman, and then I ended up putting in my notice, and I ended up ha- watching my friends' dogs. Yeah. And I ended up having two poodles mm-hmm. and, I don't know, maybe eight other dogs at my house. Oh my gosh. And mm-hmm. Charlotte was in a one of those... Baby wearing. Baby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was wearing her yeah. while I was boarding dogs at my house in my bungalow. Oh, my gosh. Because I, at the time, lived in Oak Park, in yeah. North Oak Park on Borgman. And um, we would only be able to let out three dogs at a time. To, to not draw potty, attention. To not draw attention. And then my husband said, okay... I think you need to get a building. Yeah. Enough is enough here. Enough is enough. Yeah. We had, it was great. It was safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I had learned a lot, mm-hmm. which I'm very thankful for. Um, I How learned long a did lot. that go on for? That went on for a good, I want to say about six months. Your husband must really love you. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the number of pets I have in my house, I think my wife must really love me some days because... She looks at me like, you know, it's a lot to manage. And it they're has all nine, our own. three dogs now yeah. at my house. Yeah. That yeah. they all like to be in the bed with us at night. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It's just, you know, happy <laughs> wife, happy life, right? <laughs> I guess so. So um, so then we rented a building that was 5,000 square feet down the street. Uh-huh. Were you in that building? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. So we rented that building for a good 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kept running out of space in that building. Yeah. And which it blew my mind. Yeah. Because we don't do any advertising. Mm-hmm. It's all word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and it's just people referring people. Yeah. 
which I like because everybody kind of knows everybody. Yeah, it's so community. it's kind of nice. It's community. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So my husband kept making. Well, my daughter had a playroom in the front. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And then eventually her playroom turned into a kennel. Yeah. And we just it, thank not God. For her. No, not for her. <laughs> thank God. We you know we had to keep expanding. Yeah. So thankfully my husband was handy. Yeah. And he could do all that stuff himself. Yeah. So we just kept renovating and making more space and more space and more space. Yeah. And so this was um, in 2004 that you started yes. that first building. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at 15 years ago at yeah. this point. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so you grew and grew and grew. And what are the, I mean, there's so much to be learned in that. Um, like I said, you've, you've got a very strong personality, which is great at being a pack leader for dogs and humans, right? Yeah. But there's got to be some huge growing pains in that. Oh, yeah. Was it scary to make the leap to get the building or you were just, you were, it, the vision, was the vision clear? I think the people want to know how you get there. Like, how I mean, do you get to that you point? You know, you just have to have a plan. I think yeah. you have to have a plan in your head. You have to have a vision, yeah. first of all. And um, I knew I wanted um, a place where the dogs can be out mm-hmm. 12 hours a day yeah. socializing yeah. and getting exhausted and playing with each other mm-hmm. so that when it's time, if you're boarding, to yeah. go to bed, you just want to plot yes. and you just want to fall asleep. Yes. And you're, you've been playing, you've been... You're, you're tired. You're not and, dealing with anxious dogs right. in kennel who are upset. And, right. Yeah. And they're not kenneled all day. Yeah. And then the daycare dogs, same thing. Yeah. They come in first thing in the morning. Yeah. They have 12 hours to play. They have till 9 p.m. to pick up. And they go home and they usually sleep for about two days, right? Well, depends which of my dogs you're talking about. But yes. <laughs> yes. Hank, by four hours after we've picked him up, he's ready to go again. But that's because he's crazy. Um, uh, but yes, for sure, especially the older dogs, Lucy would be dead to the world for days. Yeah. You know? after a day of play yeah. and Poppy's pretty worn out but yeah. yeah but it's it's really a beautiful thing I just um for the vision piece like how much of that was um how spiritual do you feel like you were or are you in your ability to make those decisions like is there divine guidance for you or do you just you just kind of want things create it and do it do you feel that's it that's it that's it yeah you just have to want it exactly yeah want it create it and do it yeah over and over again that's it exactly yeah, yeah. I wanted an area. I wanted a business where I could have, like I say, dogs that I could evaluate. Because mm-hmm. to become a client here, you have to go through a new pet evaluation. Right. And that's with me. Yeah. And that literally just takes 20 minutes, and I don't charge anybody for that. Yeah. And at that time, they bring in the dog with mm-hmm. um, their health records, make yep. sure the dog's neutered or spayed and up to date on their shots. And then go into that environment in the back, whether it be the small arena or the large arena or the geriatric. Yeah. Or um, we have dogs that are from a rescue. Yeah. We just had a dog here yesterday. Um, this happened last week as well where they're terrified. There mm-hmm. are these pit mixes that are rescued from these um, puppy mills. Yeah. And they're terrified. They've been in horrible situations. Yeah. So when they come in, they're really scared. Sure. But then we gradually bring them in. Yeah. And the reward is seeing the transformation. Oh, I bet. I have a dog here today that is um, Celia, who was terrified. And now you wouldn't even know it. You could see her running around because she trusts us. Yeah. So it's so nice to see the outcome. Yeah. So the vision is bringing the dogs in. And um, creating a safe, clean, fun environment for them. Yeah. And safe is a big word here for these dogs. A lot yeah. of them are rescued. Yeah. So we want to create a safe place for them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's such a great thing. So what have you been your big lessons in all of this? I mean, clearly, you talked about, you know, there's things your sisters don't know or understand. Oh, well, What's I that? mean, listen, at the beginning, I had a newborn. Yeah. And they were not in my business oh, with me. Yeah. And um, they, bis- they basically... Um, they had no idea that I had to bring a baby yeah. with me because at night, now I have a staff till 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. But we didn't have that back then. Yeah. I would have to come up and potty the dogs, we call yep. it, that are boarding yeah. between 9 and 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I would bring Charlotte with me, mm-hmm. lay her down, and hopefully she would not wake up with a right. baby monitor oh in the up front. Yeah. So I would take care of the dogs to take care of their business, yep. potty them. My husband would have to come with because we needed two people. Sure. They had you know, no idea because right. they How were busy in their own lives. Works. Yeah. You know? Um, and, um... It was really a passion project in so many ways yeah, for you. That you was. just had to do it. Did it you, was. It do you was. feel like um, at some point, like you just knew you had to at the point where your dogs are like overwhelming your house? I mean, it feels like to me from listening that like you really felt like at that point you had no choice. Like this was growing with or without you. you it had was to keep growing. Going. It just kept growing and growing. We had five thousand square feet. My husband made it a little bit bigger, expanded it yeah. to maybe um, ten thousand square feet. Yeah. You know, now we're 14,000 square feet in yeah. this building, and we're licensed for 350 dogs. Yeah, and you fill we it up on the have, weekends. We never have 350. But no. to be yeah. licensed for that many by Oakland County yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. And um, with this facility that we bought, um, with the heated concrete, and, I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't have all this before. We were I was in the back, slipping on the ice. Yeah, trying to figure out how to manage ice with dogs and paws. And... Yeah. It was it was pretty nutty. It was pretty nutty. I mean, my dad thought I was crazy. Right. You know, I mean, I'll never forget when um, I I was leaving one job to to do to take that leap of faith mm-hmm. and do this business. He he thought I was insane. Yeah. He, he this is never gonna. Are you crazy? This yeah. Is, why nobody, would you leave? Nobody a... does this. Yeah. And um, I think that you know towards us us building mm-hmm. um well it was 5000 square feet and then having to expand it mm-hmm. is the time that he got sick mm. and he came in and watched the process of all of all of the um the renovations and at one time he actually made it a joke and he told the people at the time that were the construction people he said um you know I I I'm not I'm not well they they gave me about six months or so, mm-hmm. so um, I want to see this process, so you better, <laughs> like, he would get these workers, if he saw them taking a break, he would say, get to working, get to working. Like, I got, I'm on a six-month timeline, <laughs> I want to see this place finished. He yeah. was pretty impressed as well, which yeah. which was, I don't know if, like, my family even knew that part about it, but, yeah, he, it was tough trying to sell him on it, but I think. But you you validated yourself in the end. I mean, there's no way to doubt when you, if you're able to come see this facility. Like, it's enormous. And to doubt that um, you had created something real. But that's such the old school way of mind, um, state of mind. Like, keep the good job at the hospital with insurance. It's safe. It's safe. And it's controlled. And you can just stay there 20, 30 years. Yeah. I don't care if you're miserable. It's a good job. You keep it. Yeah. 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 And And that's kind of what I'm trying to get other people to see is that I've been through it. Yeah. I've, um, I've, I've, I've taken, I've taken the leap of faith. I then I'm bringing the customers in, I'm bringing the dogs in. I want you to, um, to, to be the pack leader as well. And that's what I'm creating with my ship supervisors here. Yeah. So what does that look like? Eight of them. And, um, 
I have a bunch of shift supervisors and leaders mm-hmm. who we're trying to, we're creating them to be pack leaders, yeah, which is good for them and their careers. Yeah. So what does that look like for you and how do you do that? Um, it's a lot of training. And what is the training? It's involved? just duplicating yeah. myself. Which is what? <laughs> tell us tell us what that it's is. Just, I mean, it's coming in with a good attitude yeah. and leaving everything that you have at the door. Mm-hmm. And what better of a place to come than walk into a group of we had I don't know, maybe a couple hundred daycare yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, it can be hectic. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, they're all kissing you, I know. and they just want your attention, right. and they just want to love you. Yeah, and they're fighting to sit in your lap. And they're fighting to sit in your <laughs> lap, and and yeah. they just want to be loved and yeah. paid attention to, and um, it's it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. And I want what I'm trying to incorporate in these pack leaders is you as well can can lead a pack here. Yeah. And, um, and take and, charge of your and life. And take charge of your life yeah. and do well with your life. I love to see when people grow. Yeah. I love, that's what I love. Yeah. When I don't have to micromanage people. Yeah. When they can just come into work, they know what needs to be done. Yeah. And they do it. Yeah. And you create really healthy, or really clear expectations and boundaries for them, yes. I, I assume. Yes. Yeah. I've even brought yoga to them. Yeah. You know, where I have brought yoga classes to them, mm-hmm. where I have said, meet me in the lobby yes. at this time on Sunday night. Yeah. And we've done it a couple times. Yeah. And quite a few people, maybe not so many showed up the first time. Yeah. And it's up to them who wants to come. Sure. And, and, and no pressure. And then the second time more came. Yeah. And I was so grateful. Yeah. And I want to keep doing that because even if you just come mm-hmm. and lay there, yeah. For an hour. Yeah. And disconnect from your phone. Yeah. That's what I find is the, I know I'm all over the place. No. But that's I what it. I find is the hardest thing is the cell phones now. Yeah. That is the way that everyone communicates. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard because I get a lot of young people. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I mean, mostly your staff is millennials. Right. And um, and, and it's a, it's, it is so different. So and It is. They, so what are you trying to teach them that you I'm feel like is missing? Just to put aside the phone. Yeah. We have a phone drawer now. Nice. They're not allowed. That not they. We don't like them to have their cell phones on yes. them when they're working. Yeah. And um, talk to each other face to face and look at each other in the eyes yeah. and talk. And I just heard you say your job here is to engage with the dogs. Engage right. with the dogs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it and I to watch these people. Some have come in that are shift supervisors now, mm-hmm. and without saying any names to yeah. not embarrass them. They couldn't even look at me in my face. Yeah. And now they're running a shift. Yeah. Where I don't even have to be here. Yeah. That's because incredible. they're and, and they're keeping the dogs exactly how I would want them kept. Yeah. Safe in a safe environment, a happy environment, mm-hmm. a positive environment. That's what they're doing. Isn't it fascinating? I'm just like drawing this parallel in my head. Like you have just done for those young, uh, largely women, but there's some men here too. Yes. You have done the same thing for the rescue dogs that you're doing for them. So um, with some, with this, with this group of youth, what has been the biggest challenge in helping manage them and helping them grow? What do you see besides the phones? Is, we talk about that, well, but like, the what's the real, is the, um, is the aspect of, um, of, well, we like them to show up and show up on time. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of, um, people are not taught that. Yeah. And, you know, growing up, you know, we had bills to pay. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I don't see that a lot now. Yeah. And that's for everyone. Right. But um, my father, for all three of my sisters and myself, I'll never forget, he had on his dresser Wendy's car payment, Lisa's car payment, Susie's car payment, yeah. and Jennifer's car payment. 
we had to hand that in. Yeah. I don't think kids have that much anymore. Yeah, that much you know, responsibility. Much responsibility where yeah. they don't, if they don't show up, they don't show up. Yeah. That's one of my biggest struggles. Yeah, the loyalty is, to is show that, up. Yeah. Is you know, we're open seven days a week. Mm-hmm. We start at 6 a.m. Yeah. And, you know, we end at 10 p.m. Yeah. And somebody doesn't work that long of a shift. It's, you know, all over the place, which is actually a good thing. They work some mornings. They work some afternoons. They work yeah. some nights. Yeah. So they can have a life. But it's that... Do I have bills to pay? Yeah. You know, um, they don't really have many bills to pay. Yeah. So the purpose has to be that they love dogs. Yeah. You know, yeah. to show up. Yeah. Um, but then there are some people that do have bills to pay, so that drives them to come. But, but to show up at 6 a.m., bills or not, and my, you have to love this job. And it's, yeah. it's funny because nowadays I say when I'm interviewing somebody, what's going to make you get out of bed mm-hmm. and be at work at 6 a.m. to feed the dogs? Right. You know, yep. what's going to make you do that? And what do they say? They say, well, I'll be here. I love dogs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Step one, you know, that's the, that's the so thing. That's, that's one of the things I really struggle with Yeah, is, is that part. But it's getting better. It's really getting better. Um, you know, you just, you just have, I'm starting them like as babies. Yeah. Some of these people, this is their, these were their first jobs. Mm-hmm. I have somebody here who just turned 18 and he started when he was 15. Wow. Okay. And he's a leader right now. Yeah. Um, I, to see, like, I can't even begin to tell you the transformation of people here yeah, and how well they've done for themselves. What do you attribute that to? Do you think it, I mean, cause I, I clearly are I think, a good leader. I think coming in and having responsibility yeah. and having different dogs every day yeah. and working with different dogs every day yeah. and having a challenge. Yep. And then again, my biggest thing is the reward yeah. is seeing the happy customers, the yeah. happy dogs the transformation of the scared dogs to the more confident dogs, mm-hmm. all of that together mm-hmm. is very rewarding. I think you set high expectations for them too. Yes, I mean it. It is. You drive a. You drive a. Pretty... I do. I do. But that's because you know we have a. It's what I would want. Yeah. It's what Anne would want. Yeah. You know, it's what you would want. Absolutely. You know, you I want to know my dog is you safe. You want to and... know your dog's safe. You yeah. want to see pictures of your dog on social media. Yeah. Looking happy. Yeah. You want to know that... Um, that you're aware of my dog. If has a scratch, we're going to let you know. Which is pretty much every time she comes here because she's got paper-thin skin. Boxer pit mix. God. I mean, there was weeks. Every time. There were weeks that it was like, I'm like, oh, dog in the window's calling. I'm like, nope, she's fine as long as it's, you know, not a but we oozing try to, wound. we try to call... Because they don't sit around and play cards. No. Like the picture. I know. We just They don't sit around and play cards. They use their mouths. Yes. And those canines are so sharp. I have her laying right at my feet here, yeah. Blanche. I was going to yeah. show you her teeth. Yeah. But her teeth are so sharp. Yeah. And that's how they play. Sure. So when you've got a poppy yeah. with no fur. Yeah. And it's like she looks like she's been scratched. She has. She has scars and wounds everywhere. She's a tough broad. But she had a good time doing it. Oh, she has the greatest time here. I mean, that's the thing. So I'm always like, do I need to call the vet or can she just stay and play? It's fine. Like, right. you know, I mean, if they're dogs. I think it's sort of that expectation. You said your dog or your kid to daycare. Right. They're going to get a cold. They're going to get right. sick. Like, I think we need that expectation. And you, I know that your staff, you have the expectation that your staff is on it. And on whoever it. the shift leader is, they come out and tell me if there's some sort of that's wound. Right. But that is teaching people such um such deep uh characteristics of like a good human or a good worker or a good employer or a good business owner like that responsibility to make that connection to not um with the customer i think is huge i mean that is gonna that ripple effect that you're creating for your staff is so enormous yes. as they as they go on they have a purpose yeah the, the, your staff has a purpose walk in those doors with a purpose yeah 
And I see the twinkle in their eye. Yeah. They know why they're they here. they didn't have, maybe, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that means everything to me. Yeah. And that's huge. I know they're going to do well. I know it. They're yeah. going to do well for the dogs and mm-hmm. for themselves. Yeah. And then they live a happy, they can live a happy life as yeah. well. I tell you, I love coming to work. Mm-hmm. I know people that don't like going to work. Sure. I Lots like of people. I like going to work. Yeah. yeah. I like seeing the different dogs every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very rewarding. Right. And then having all these staff get to grow with you is really yes. a beautiful thing. There's about 45 now. Wow. On staff. That's incredible. Yeah. It's a lot to manage. Yes. And um, they're managing each other. Yeah. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. I, and we put them in teams now mm. where um, they have a team of four people. And, and to just, just to go up to one of your teammates, mm-hmm. the pack leader, yeah. and say, how are you doing today, Anne? Yeah. How's everything going? Yeah. You know, talking to each other. Yeah. It's so simple, right? Like these simple things that are really missing in the world. Yes. And I keep thinking like so much of my, my interviews and my podcast is like, can you look back at these influential people, situations or opportunities in your life that have like given you some sort of foundation that's led you to this life you're living now, right? Because so many people are so discontented, which is why I'm doing this. Like one, some people's purpose is more what of the people I've been interviewing, which is a big, clear purpose, right? But a lot of people, it's daily choices to honor their instincts and their heart, right? These kids who came in here and said, I love dogs. Why not work with dogs? Just like I was like, I love kids. Why not work with kids? Right. Um, that, that small choice to yes, a yes to their soul. Right. But then when they look back, I can promise you if I was interviewing them in 20 years and they'll look back, they'll be like, well, Wendy was a tough boss, but she taught me how to show up. I think I, I think hope. it's so clear. You're watching it happen every time. You're watching these people rise, and the ones who can't rise probably don't last here. No, they don't. Yeah. They don't. And, and that's another thing, what you mentioned in, like, the millennials. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, they, it's just I see people leave that I don't know why, but it's just their time to go. They yeah. They kind of live like gypsies, you know? Yeah. It's just, they just kind of, we call them floaters. Yeah. You know, they come and go, and you just have to support them where they're at. Yeah. You know, but then I have the um, high schoolers that will start with me um, in ninth, tenth grade. Yeah. And now they're in college. Some have graduated mm-hmm. and I still talk to, and they're doing very well. Yeah. I have um, one employee, Jackie, who does all of my scheduling. Mm-hmm. And um, she started with me when she was 15 years old. Yeah. And um, she has a baby now, now doesn't she? She has a baby. She yeah. has Ray, who's a year old. Yeah. And she's married. And. Um, and Ray will come to work with Jackie now. Yeah. And I think you've seen her here. Yeah, I have. Where she's actually running around yeah. while Jackie's doing, she does all the scheduling of yeah. what I mentioned, what, 42, 45 yeah. people. Yeah, it's a lot. And um, she, like I said, started when she was 15, went back to school to become a nurse. So she's a nurse at Beaumont and still does. This is her second job. Yeah. With her daughter. Yeah. And she comes and she does all my scheduling and things like that. So to watch her transition yeah. from a 15-year-old girl to the young lady she is now mm-hmm. being so independent with a child yeah. and doing all the scheduling and handling all that, I'm happy to see that Yeah, you probably feel like a proud mama. I, I kind of do. Yeah. And with others here as well. Yeah. You know, it just, it just, it makes, that makes me feel good. I have some college staff that um, come back over breaks. Mm-hmm. So summer's coming. I have a couple girls coming. 
Um, and I can't wait for them to get here. Yeah. You know, I'm so excited. We hug each other when they show up. Yeah. Their energy is, I'm so happy to be here. And they want to work 40 hours yeah. in the summer because they're paying for their college education. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they're so happy to be here. And Well, I mean, listen, I just think of the kind of people who, you know, there's a lot of people, maybe introverts or empaths or whatever, that um, working in the public with lots of people is very challenging. And yeah. the idea of working with dogs all day, like, I mean, from a spiritual perspective, I always think of my friend Lori who talks about how both dogs and cats literally help heal our energy field, right? Yes. Like, they literally can help heal um, wounds. And so I always think that the empaths of the world are drawn to animals because of that healing property. And I can tell a lot of your staff tend to be on the introverted side, but they rise up in this space to greet us. And then they get to spend their whole day hanging out with dogs right. and yeah, cleaning up poop and pee. It's one of the things that we have on our job, but you know what? Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. And like, I'd rather do that than sling burgers. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, they do poop and pee. Yeah. That's about it. And and break up some humping. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Other than that, it's funville here. It is It really is. And that whole part that you mentioned, I'm glad you brought that up about the greeting when they bring out your dog. When we have 200 dogs checking in for daycare, you see somebody greeting you to take Take your dog yeah. for daycare. Yeah. They're, those people are the ones I was talking to you about that didn't talk. Yeah. No, for sure. So they have to learn the back, learn the dogs, and then there's a process of them learning to talk to the owners. Yeah. And let me tell you, they're nervous. I bet. Because they need to tell you, because you might not ask, but everybody else will ask, who did Poppy play with today? Oh my gosh. We funny. need to know who Poppy played with. Yeah. So we have to be able to talk to them in the face, eye to eye. And these people are not used to doing no, that. No, you can tell, but they but they do it. But they, they do, do it, it, and they do a great job. Yeah. So th- we have always have new people doing that. So we have, it's a it's a training process mm-hmm. that we have a training packet that they grow through. Oh my gosh! And so they are learning the dogs, and then they are learning who Anne is here to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you figure out, like little by little, all these things you had to train? Was it just you saw the weakness and you just kept yes. figuring it out how to fix yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and like I say, we would we do these yoga classes now. Yeah. We now have um, mentoring groups here. Wow. Um, we um, we we have we want them to talk to each other. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is to talk to one another. Yeah, not keep things inside. Yeah. When you keep things inside, or if you have a negative mind, yeah, it it spreads everywhere and it's not it doesn't make for a good environment. And hello, dogs are like sensitive creatures. Yes, so they if you bring know. your negative energy in. If you're coming in, in here, with a bad day, yep. if you're coming in and you've had a bad day, they know it. Yep. And they want to get under your skin even more. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I always say you just have to leave that at the door and that's where the yoga comes in. Yeah, so yeah. let's talk about yoga for you because I know it's a huge part it of is. your life. It's a huge it's how part we of my life. It is yeah. how we met. So um I'm fifty now, so I awesome. was thirty. When I was introduced um, to yoga by a good friend, Barbara Prinzi, mm-hmm. who I've actually brought to your class many yeah. times. Yeah. And um, I was her guinea pig. She was doing teacher training, and I met her at my old job where I worked mm-hmm. um, for, um, for dogs. Yeah. And she had a German Shepherd, Abby, and she, we just we got to be friendly. Yeah. And that's how we met. And um, she asked if I, myself, would be her guinea pig. And she would come up to that office I worked at Mm -hmm. with the dogs. Mm -hmm. And after we closed, she would come in the lobby and spit out a flow. Interesting. And and I had my dog, my Bouvier Beau, and she had her dog, Abby. Mm -hmm. And they would be sitting there watching us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
And I mean, I had done yoga before, but nothing like this. Dogs, my animals will not leave me alone if I try no. to practice at home because oh, they love the good vibes. They love it. Like, they hey. love you on the floor. Yep. They love you in down dog. They love, they the love you in up the dog. Yeah. They love your. They love your sweaty smell <laughs> and yeah. stink, and and they love the taste and yep. the face and. Yep. The sweat is so salty. They just, they love it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we did many nights of that, of I was her guinea pig. And then mm-hmm. I actually ended up going to the studio. So Barbara served as a mentor for she you in did, lots of ways. In many ways. Not only the yoga, but um, when it was time to let's get a building, Yeah, she's the one that said, sat me down and said, this is what you need to do. Wow. So... She actually helped me move into my building. Yeah. She was cleaning out cupboards, getting on um, benches, yeah. and she's retired. Yeah. So she would be in there cleaning, and we'd be moving into our building, and um, I would go to her for advice because she worked um, for many years and had almost maybe, I think, 300 employees wow. under her at one time. Yeah. So she was, a, still is to this day, a big mentor to me. Yeah. And guiding me along the way to take that leap of faith. Yeah. But always have yoga in your life. I've done it regularly since I was, what, I'm, that 30, was 30 years, years old. So it's yeah. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think with the yoga and the business and the employees, it's it just, it's a happy medium. And yeah. that's why I want to tell everyone about it. Yeah. Wherever yoga. I go. I yeah. go to an Ann class. Yeah. I want to tell everyone about your class. <laughs> right. You know? Right. I do. Yeah. Because, because it's it done so, so much, much for me. me. Do you consider yourself a type A person? I don't know. What would you say? I don't know because you're really driven, but I don't know that that's necessarily the same, you know? there's I'm like pretty compulsive. Oh, you're pretty compulsive. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's still also not type A. I think you're just driven. I think you're just passionate um, and driven. And, um, you know, I can I can behave very similarly in the sense that when I know what I want, I can be like a, a train um, just plowing towards it, right? Yeah. And I and I have I apologize sometimes for sort of overtaking people yes. um, with my energy, excitement, passion. Oh, whatever. and I hear I love when I come to your class. Yeah, and I feel like I'm the only one in the room. Yeah, okay. you know, yeah. you call me out. You, you oh, you're gonna have fun with me. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. uber flexible here. Let yeah. me get you right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that part. Yeah. But it's what maybe allows you to back off because you're so used to taking charge. It's a space That's, that you can yeah. just like take I a just pause. want to be the student. Yeah. Because people have asked me, you know, you've done yoga for 20 years. Yeah. When are you going to do teacher training? When are you going to? Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I want to always be the student. Maybe I would do teacher training for the mind aspect sure. of it and the learning about the yoga. Yeah. But to teach, I, I want to be taught. Yeah. And I stay wanna, in your lane. Like, I, not right. everyone needs to teach I, yoga. Right, right, yeah. right. Just like everybody doesn't need to open up a doggy daycare. Yeah, please don't, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so true. You know? Yeah. yeah. Stay in your lane. Yeah. It's perfect what yeah. you just said. Yeah. But yoga, te- we are so lucky with the yoga right now. The teachers, the yeah. studios that we have. I mean, I go to multiple studios. Yeah. And I get a little bit of something from every one of them. Right. And I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. I really am. And I look forward to that message. And a lot of times, what the message that the teacher spoke on yeah. in that class yeah. will be what I use in my huddles at work yeah. the next day. Because it's all just life and truth. It right? is. Yeah. And that's why I want to scream to everyone about it. Yeah. 
that um, in life is not to come to yoga just for the physical. Yeah. Because so many people say, oh, I can't do that. I can't do yoga. I can't touch my toes. Yep. I can't go in down dog. I can't go in a handstand. I can't go in a headstand. Yeah. It's not about that. Right. I'm. It's great for the physical part of it, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'll go into a room and just be present. Yeah. And want to just listen to the teacher and what the message is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that physicality is what brings people to the mat, calorie burn, all of the nonsense. Yeah. And what makes people stay. Because yoga is such an uncomfortable practice in a lot of ways. I mean, you're with yourself. You're looking at your discomfort. People are calling your shit out. Yes. You know, even if you don't. You're calling my shit out. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, right. I sort of have that tendency. But, um, I know you do. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did an interview. I love when you do it. Good. <laughs> I did an interview with Rachel. And afterwards she said, oh, I'm so sorry if I kind of like um, – Upset the apple cart is what she said, but something like that. And I was like, listen, I'm pretty sure my job on earth is to, like, poke the bear a little bit, you know? Yeah. And and go, like, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. Like, get out of your own way. Get out of your bullshit. And I think that's what we have in common and probably respect about each other in that way is that there's sort of that um, willingness just to, to be honest up front, yeah. you know, big with our energy if we yeah. need to be, um, and help people because you know what you're doing as a business leader is helping these youth grow, right? These right. young people grow. And you know what you're doing. Right. Yeah, right, is helping people grow in the same exactly. way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and whether they like it or they don't like it, that's the part. Yeah. Because another thing, back to the millennials, yes. is you give constructive criticism nowadays. Yeah. They don't take it very well. Yeah. Me, I took constructive criticism back in the day. Yeah. And you, you got a kick in your pants. Yeah. And you just. And you might have felt bad for a day out. or two and you just figured it you out. You got back up. Yeah. And you worked even harder. Yeah. Nowadays, it's not like that. Yeah. You have to baby these people, but I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's. That's where we're talking about our yeah. strong personalities. I don't know what's type A, what's this, what's yeah. that. Yeah. But our strong personalities, it's like just you have to take that leap of faith again. Yeah. And just and that's where I when I when I do work with these people here at work with the younger mm-hmm. staff, I just whatever I say, whatever I teach is out of love. Yep. And out of respect because I want them to do well. And you're it's, asking them to rise. You and are. I really want them to rise. Mm-hmm. I can't say that enough. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing, what you call them floaters. I call it like the transient yoga community, right? Um, I know very clearly not everyone's going to love my class or right. the style of class I teach or any of those things. And I let that go a long time ago um, because not everybody's ready necessarily for the kind of leadership you're going to offer in this business, the kind of class I'm going to offer, the this podcast, whatever, that not everybody's ready for that level of truth, but it doesn't mean that you didn't still leave an impression or make a mark and that they, they're just not, they're not ready to handle you. You're intimidating. You're an intimidating force. And I could see that a lot of people that would come in here would think they could handle it and then realize they're not ready to own up to what you're offering. Right. right? right. Not everybody when handed the plate full of um, opportunity is ready to eat. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right. Every right. Time. Yeah. That's how I feel here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's it because it's the whole thing of anything in your life that you can hear the same truth over and over again, but until you're ready to really hear it, 
you know? We were just talking about spouses, right? Yes. Like, yes. how often everybody can relate to this with your significant other. Um, G would say it about me, and I would say it about her, right? We tell each other things over and over again. Over and, and over. Yeah, and then you hear somebody else say it, and your spouse comes home and is like, so-and-so said this, and you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Right? But until you're ready to hear it, yes. you know? And those right. those kids that moved through this job, it wasn't the right time for exactly. them. Exactly. And yeah. you, you let them go with love. And um, some come back. Sure. And um, and you you just everyone grows at a different at a different pace. Absolutely. So I think that back to the yoga and what it's done for me, I can't say it enough or preach about it enough for others to do it. Yeah. Just because it's helped me so much through this transition, yeah. through the sixteen years of being in business, yeah. through the floods, mm-hmm. through the. The, the the disasters in the buildings. Yeah. And, you know, when you own a building, things happen. Sure. So, you know, you have good days, you have bad days. And, you yeah. know, with owning a business, and right when you walk in that yoga room, it's gone. Yep. It's if gone. You, if you let it. If you let it. Yeah. Which I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. I try to do. And I do that with teachers like yourself. Yeah. That help me get out of my head. Yeah. And I, really, when I'm in that room, I don't think about anything else. Yeah. I that's, don't. That's, I mean, that takes 20 years of practice to get that it place. It does. It really does. Just like because a meditation now, practice. Exactly. Yeah. Because now when I'm in the yoga room and I see people with their cell phones in there, mm-hmm. I want so badly to say to them, just leave that at the, leave that at, leave it out there. Yep. Um, even when I had a small child, yeah. I left my phone with the receptionist. Yeah. When I had a babysitter. Yeah. And said, or work, because yeah. I was so new starting out. Sure. I would leave it at, and if. If these numbers appear, answer it and come get me out of the room if I need be. But not. But I want so badly to, to tell these people in that yoga room that have those phones to do the same thing. But yeah. they're not ready yet. No, or worse, those watches. I mean, the Apple Watch, you literally oh, never leaves your body. Exactly. Yeah. But they're not ready yet. Yeah. When they will do it when they're ready. Yeah. And I can't wait for that time for them because yeah. I, I know how it feels right now yeah. for me. Yeah. And not to mention the people I've met along the way. Sure. That if, I mean, it's such a vibrant community here in the Detroit area yes. that it's really a beautiful thing. And I think that um, yoga is serving um, to shift consciousness in the way that um, I think hopefully these conversations do, too, that we can start to just open up to a different understanding and a different perspective. And I think that's why yoga has been so successful now, is people are craving um, a disconnect from the external and a greater connection to internal and community. Exactly. And really what you're doing here. Yeah. You're just creating a yoga vibe in with a dog. I you am. Know? And yeah. all my yogis come here. Yeah, of course they do. So yeah. they all have dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got yeah. a yogi person yeah and you've got a dog yogi yeah dog yeah and they're all here together i know it's so cute yeah it's really that's awesome. what makes um the clientele here and not doing advertising and just doing word of mouth mm-hmm. and seeing my fellow yogis here with their dogs yeah it it it's just it just makes it all even better yeah i was it just really bragging does. i just had the other day in the in the lobby area a longtime student was talking about how uh, and his divorce that he ended up with his um, elderly dog and that when he travels for work it's really hard and I was like you gotta go to doggy in the window oh. I'm like they've got a senior room I and they do. do this and they do that like and <laughs> thank um, you and I because I, I was you posted on social media like the seniors napping one day yes, right and they I was do. like oh. they're in the geriatric yeah I love it I mean G and I both have such a place we, we will likely yeah. help out with um, DDR has that forever yes. foster yes. with the senior dog yeah. so Christina's we can, amazing there she is um, yeah so I'm hoping someday we will have that and we'll do that together yeah where we will have like a sanctuary yeah a dog sanctuary won't that be fun oh my gosh so amazing that's like Gina's bucket list for sure that would be just amazing well you had um 
You had Lucy here. Yeah. For how many years? I mean, that last year, she, you were a godsend to me. Let me keep her, quite frankly, alive. That last year where she was still happy and co- totally alert. It just her body yeah. was failing her. I have her picture somewhere yeah. right here. I know. If you're ever in the lobby of Dog in the Window, <laughs> you'll see a wedding dress yeah. and a dog with a You're harness. right up there. Oh, so you sweet. came in with your wedding dress. I did, because to pick her up, because yeah. she was part of the family. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> So after all of this and yoga and dogs and loving this environment and following what you felt called to, which, you know, not everyone can do. And some people do it without any really sense of, for me, it's always like, oh, this is all divine and divine alignment. And I see those things like to me, it's so obvious that you got a business opportunity with dogs because that was the next stepping stone to then allow you to then see the grander vision of creating doggy daycare, which wasn't being done because everybody was boarding and then that was it. Um, so my, my, of course, the question I want to know is, do you consider yourself a spiritual person? I mean, you do yoga for the peacefulness, but right. do you consider yourself spiritual? I do. I do. I, I consider myself spiritual by, by people in my life, bringing people in my life that are good people mm-hmm. and surrounding myself by good, like-minded people, mm-hmm. people that um, want to lift you up. Mm-hmm. And not lower you down. Yeah. And um, so I think spirituality, um, when I think of spirituality, I think of people coming together. Community. Community. Which was modeled a lot by your parents, you said. Yes. You know, in Oak Park and then being so involved yes. and like creating My mom community. making breakfast for all the kids in the morning growing up. Yeah. I think um, that part of just community mm-hmm. and um, spirituality goes together. Yes, because I don't mean for religion. Me. I, for a lot I of us, it's not religion. And it can right. be religion, right? Um, but it's not that for me. But um, I was just, I'm just so curious. I mean, community certainly is such a huge part of um, connection. And it doesn't, I mean, what do you, would you even call spirituality to you? What does that mean well, to you? Well, people will say, my, some of my friends will um, say to me, my one girlfriend, Jill, who will say, you're, uh, you're the connector. Yeah. She says, uh, you're the connector. You're the Julie McCoy. <laughs> From the love boat. <laughs> and I say to her, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And um, she said, you, you, you thrive on bringing people together. Yeah. And I do. Mm-hmm. I thrive when I see a good person. I want to connect you with Rachel. I yeah. want to connect you with Jeannie. Yeah. I want to connect you with this person, that yeah. person. Yeah. That, to me, means everything. Yeah. And now... With me being what they say, the connector, yeah. I want others to be connectors as well, the sure. younger generation. Yeah. That, that, that means so much to me when I see the younger generation now doing it, Yeah, being the connector, well, especially bringing people together. So it's not just me. Yeah. And it's, there's so much isolation in the way that our, our world is um, functioning, right? Yes. Social media, the phones. It, Social it, it's media, supposedly... people being offended if not included in this or that. Yeah. Yep. You know... Coming together is so important to me. Yeah. And I can't say that enough. I'm yeah. having dinner tonight at a friend's house, and it's mm-hmm. going to be um, the four girls and their spouses. Yeah. And um, that's 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 at a house. Yeah. Having dinner. Oh, it's like my favorite thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what we want to do. Yeah. That we just want to be together. Yeah. And then there's times when you want to be with G, and then I yeah. just want to be with Todd. And yeah. we have those nights as well. We had that night last night. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then that coming together is so important. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful because I think that... Um, Spirituality, I think people get, they have, we all have our hang-ups around it, right? Or, or religion gets tied in with it, and then we have hang-ups around that. And that really, um, in my uh, humble opinion, this experience is about 
humanness and embodying humanness, yes. but also acknowledging the, the interconnectedness, which I call spirituality or universal consciousness or all right. of these bigger terms. But really, it is just about connection and recreating tribe and support yes. and networking and uplifting and growth and all of those things that happen when we can have intimate, honest conversations with each other that you can't have on social media and you no. can't have via text message or not very easily. No. You know? Yeah. We just went uh, last weekend. My best friend got married, mm-hmm. who's actually a yoga teacher. Yeah, and um, she brought about fifty of us together. Yeah, and I might have known maybe six or seven of the girls yeah. that were going and their spouses. And now I have a whole. We call it um, the tribe. Now, yeah, we met the guys connected with the guys. The girls connected with the girls. We met so many people yeah. that we can't wait now. And we just went for a quick weekend yeah. for this wedding. And then we did yoga together in the mornings. And we created such bonds between the guys and the girls and the girls and the girls yeah. and the guys and the guys. We created such a community mm-hmm. that we can't wait to go back next year now. Yeah. We have a group text going around with all of us. <laughs> awesome. that we are Everybody just, wants to do it again. We want to do it again. Yeah. And that doesn't mean... Sam has to get married again. Well, but, let's hope not. One but year, now we're yeah. even thinking we're going to all renew our vows. Oh, that would next be so year. amazing. I hope and you guys go do again. that. That's yeah. how much fun we have. But I didn't know a lot of those people. Yeah. And I thank her for that, for for that reason, for the, the marriage, for coming together. Because now I have this group of people. Mm-hmm. That's spirituality to me. Isn't yeah. that crazy? No, it isn't crazy. I think it's beautiful. I and... love it. I thrive on it. Yeah. I just, it's it makes me happy. I can, when I'm thinking about it, I smile. I know you are. You're you lit you up. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the fascinating conversation because I think that we so often as humans, we if if a person can't, I just had this conversation with a very close friend that if you don't have like this overwhelming like I'm creating doggy in the window or I'm going to be the next Oprah or I'm whatever, <laughs> right? Then your purpose is like invalid in some way, right? People feel like if they don't have like a very clear destination, then maybe their life isn't purposeful. And I think what's so interesting is you did this really great thing in creating this awesome community of humans and dogs and their canine babies, right? But really, to me, your purpose has to do more with your networking and your connecting than any business that you would have created, which is really fascinating. And I would have known that unless having this conversation. Because yes, your conversation about the dogs lights you up, but you got lit up talking about connecting people in a way that's different. Yeah. Right? So sole purpose. I love it. Sole purpose sometimes is something as simple as being a connector. And like, that's, that's it. And that's a incredibly beautiful, profound thing that elevates people, you know? And so I think we, we overcomplicate it and probably even me, because I think uh, my purpose does feel more directed that, um, that I sometimes get lost in thinking everybody should have that much direction, but that's not really the truth. Your job is just to grow, right? right? A human, your job is just to grow and evolve, however that looks for you. Right. And then to pass it on to your staff and to friends and to this community at large, you know? Yes. And passing it on and Seeing their faces light up yeah. when um, they've turned a dog around from being scared to being confident yep. and um, from a friend to being not, a- not able to walk into the yoga room yep. and continuously walk into the yoga room now and come out and just feel so good. Yeah. And then to see a friend who really doesn't like to hang out with a lot of people, let's yeah. just say, yeah. but now they're good hanging out with a lot of people. Yeah, or the right people. Or the yeah. right that's what it is. It's yeah. the right people. You yep. said it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. The right people for them. The yeah. right people for them. Yep. You just have to find your tribe. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it exists. And that, you know, um, the reminder, one of my favorite yoga reminders is, um, I am not you, I am like you, I am nothing but you. And that um, so often I think a lot of people feel the I am not you, and your staff comes in and they probably don't relate to a lot of people, these young people, and they feel shy or introverted or the world has been hard on them or whatever it is. And then you're creating this community and this space that says, I am not you, but I am like you. And then eventually it's that feeling of nothing but you. And I think that's what happens in yoga. I think that's that's what we're all trying to remind ourselves of is that even in these differences, so you're for your friends who didn't like anyone, and now they they like their tribe, that that love and appreciation for their tribe will eventually expand, hopefully, to them even appreciating that all people have something interesting yes, to offer, yes. right? And that's that whole growth thing. Yeah. 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 It's so beautiful. It is. Any lasting thoughts about anything you want to add or say? Just or take your... that leap of faith. Yeah. <laughs> Look where it'll take Do you. It. Yeah. I Do know. It. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I, uh, I'm um, somebody who dropped out of um, college. Yeah. Let's just say um, after high school, maybe went to a community college and whatnot, and then just needed to find something. Yeah. And that's where I ended up when I said in the hospitals. In the hospitals, because helping the residency program, I coordinated that. And a lot of that. When I was scared to leave that, mm-hmm. I actually still have my labor and delivery board that we're putting dogs on here at Doggy in the oh, Window. I, love it. <laughs> I incorporated a lot of the patient's charts yeah. and what we document to here. Right. Every dog has a chart. Every dog has a file. Yep. Every dog has a run card on the front of their stall where they sleep on whether they've eaten, whether they haven't, whether their meds were given. Yeah. A lot of that is incorporated. You just have to know that... If you're not happy where you're at, there's always something else. Yeah, take the next right step. Just take the step. Yeah. And if that step isn't good for you, there's going to be another step. Yeah. There's lots of steps that you can take. And lots of paths and lots of ways. And and you could fail. And you could either fail and stay and be down. Yeah. Or you can fail and learn and get right back up. Absolutely. And believe me, I've had many failures here. I'm sure. Myself, trial and error. I've got bruises and scars. Of learning. (laughs) Of learning what to do and what not to do. Yeah. And um, now we're all just doing it together. Yeah. And that's what I like seeing. I like seeing us all do it together. Yeah. And you wouldn't have gone if you you hadn't taken the leap. And then also, you know, the breadcrumbs are there. You would have known that your hospital administration work would help you run this business better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you exactly. just can't see that. You can't always see the destination. No, you can't. Yeah. And that's what I, I want people to know, that you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, but just know it's going to be okay. Yeah. And just keep pushing. Next right step. Yeah. Next right step. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Wendy. Oh, thank you. This has been fun. Good. Good. <laughs>